What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Stallion, at the end of 2020, we get a chance to share our passive income report here in just a few minutes. But I, I think there's also time for reflection and other things that we learned. So one of the things that we do a lot is invest in ourselves, And just, I'd love to know maybe like a book that you read over 2020 that was helpful to you that would be helpful to this person listening, maybe. Well, first of all, I need to read more books. I will say that. I, I definitely feel like I focus a little bit more on podcasts than I did on books this year. Okay, give me a second then. What's the, what was your favorite podcast for 2020? I, the one, if you look at the stats, it would be listening to Sharon's podcast, um, the business school podcast. Okay. That to me has been very, very tactical and encouraging and empowering. I mean, all those things. That's why we love working with Sharon. The business school with Sharon Shervatsa. That's right. Okay. All right. Now, the what about book, you? How about, the, you can come back to me in a second. Oh, I, oh I, okay. I, I'm playing question asker. Oh, okay. What would be the, the number one book? that you read this past year? Well, I, I literally just finished it. So I started it in 2020, but it's called For Men Only. And uh, it's by Jeff Feldhahn. It's a book about really understanding your wife and understanding how they think, how they tick, what's, what are the things that um, men, you know, often misunderstand or get confused by or whatever. And to me, it was just a way to invest in my marriage and um yeah just to be a, a better husband it was super super good what All about right. you so from a book standpoint the the book there's two one is you know i'm, I'm not playing into this but the, literally i love listening to uh, the dirt rich ah. from, from mark podolsky okay I, I hadn't i didn't read it before and and obviously with us um, making a kind of a large investment in our land business this year I wanted to like go and invest more time and effort into that. So that was definitely a huge book for me. I, I feel like um, I, I love just him reading the book. And I, I know you and I are, are in the process of writing our own right now and going to do an audible version. And I, I really think we need to do that uh, ourselves. Another book that I, I started last year is kind of lingered into this year. It doesn't have, doesn't hurt to ask by Trey Gowdy. And it's a book. You talked a lot about that. Uh, yeah. About asking questions and, and how to better communicate with people to be a better listener. And I know, don't say anything, I could do a lot better job <laughs> of doing that for sure. All right. Well, I, I don't want to waste any more time. We got a lot of you know cool insights from 2020 as it relates to our passive income and want to share those with you. As always, we really appreciate you listening to the show. If you haven't already, take time, go to our um our podcast, uh, subscribe it, share it with other people, and join our community. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash community, and we'd love to have you a part of it and keep sharing these moments with you. Let's jump into this episode 
for our December 2020 Passive Income Report. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Stallion, as I sit here and I look at this spreadsheet of all the different businesses we spun up over the last, I don't know, seven or eight months of 2020, I'm a little bit overwhelmed by how much we did. Like, that is crazy. Well, I mean, it's overwhelmed, but it's also excitement, in my opinion. Like, I, I think of this as like a year ago, none of this existed. For the most part, I mean, there was a few little things that. I mean, was the existing. miners maybe, but the, well, the Iron City cattle was in there. You, we, we had. I had the, my condo. I, we had the long. Uh, we had the syndication with uh, one of the multifamily places. But yeah, we we spun up a short-term rental business. We spun up a, a land flipping business, a information business, an e-commerce business. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot in a short amount of time. Uh, I literally would not expect anything less from you, though, Russ. Like you're a pedal to the metal all the time, and ideas flow like the well, salmon of Capistrano. When I see an idea, I like to go after it. But I will say, <laughs> if I could do something differently, go back, I might have not done one or two of those and went all in on one or two of those. I feel like maybe. We were a little bit spread out. All right. So in your mind, what was the the thing that kind of stood out to you, the, the one you would have gone all in on, to start with at least? Oh, I, I love the short-term rental business. And I think when we, we learned about it, we started one step out of time, and then we like really hit the gas at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have loved to have gone a little quicker early on and maybe gotten a little more hands-on in some of the marketing aspects of it so that yeah. I could have understood that better, helped us maybe get on more platforms, maybe had more conversations with other operators to learn some of the things that we're learning now. Yeah. And I mean, again, you're, you're always going to learn. It's not like we've been doing that for like seven months. So it's not like, oh, what was me that I didn't figure out this stuff when we only had two units and now we have 11. But I, I do think that there's some stuff there. What would be some lessons that you would say you learned in 2020 that maybe you would do differently? I think we do much better when we either are the ones that create the business, like ourselves, like from things that we know and understand that we already do almost on a regular daily basis. Um, so I, I love the information stuff that we've created or number two, we have an expert that we can partner with who's already been there, done that and has the existing system that we can just plug in with capital. And, and that's what we do best. That's kind of what I was thinking. I, I do think, you know, they always say in the real estate game, it's either access to deals or it's access to capital. If you got both, you got, you got lightning in a bottle, right? A lot of times people have one or the other. And I think we've had access to capital and we were partnering this year with people who had access to deals. And I see the writing on the wall. I mean, I, my wife is always saying, Russ, 
you literally just went through a year where the U.S. was shut down for the most part, and and you're upset at that you didn't get to certain levels. <laughs> and, and also, I mean, just in full transparency, our business, our mainline business, what we do has a lot of residual impact to it and income. So it's not like we actually need this money. No, right. None of this money is for us to spend. Our, our goal is is to can we also create income from assets that's equal to or exceeding our expenses? Well, I, I think, Russ, it was one of those things we had to do because we've interviewed so many people. We have heard all these great ideas. And in, in, in the back of your mind, you got to be thinking, like, is this doable for real or is it just talk? And that's something if I look back on 2020, I'm like, man, this was all worth it because we now we've been in the trenches. Like we've done the things we know it's not hard. Like when um, Jay Massey said passive income doesn't mean uninvolved income that took on a whole different meaning for me this year. No, you can do it. I think anyone can get involved in it. I'm not going to say it's easy by any stretch. I think there's a lot of work and there's still a lot of work for us to do. Yeah. And as we kind of go through our list today, I just want to point those out, Stallion. I want to make sure that like we're we're sharing the goods and the bads of those different ideas because some of these may be something that you as you're listening to this podcast that maybe you want to get involved in. But Stallion, I don't want them to like miss out on the experience that we've had because like you said, we treat this podcast as an opportunity to learn this is school yep and and you should robert kiyosaki says you should work to learn not work to earn but work to learn and i think that we're we're working to learn different things and we want to share those lessons with you it doesn't do us any favors to to hold those in and, and we have this abundance mindset that we want to share with you so that you can take from this and so if we start at the top Joey, one of the businesses that we had been evaluating for a long time was the land flipping business. That's right. And you mentioned a second ago, like we were trying to do this on our own and with limited kind of resources from a, a labor and just ability to execute, we we decided and found an opportunity to partner with a skilled operator and just use our capital with their system and access to deals. Yeah, that's right. And this in this month in particular, uh, what I would say a learning uh, for me was that December is a slower month. I did, I just thought land flipping was kind of one of those things that consistently just kept growing on itself. But to be honest, just like every other business, there's ebbs and flows. There's, there's times when it's everybody wants to buy land and there's other times when they shrink back. Well, that makes sense. I mean, look, you're, you're buying your kid, the, the latest PlayStation game or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. I, my kids don't play those kind of games. So I don't really know what's we PlayStation, Mario Brothers, whatever, yeah. but you're spending money elsewhere. So maybe this is just not the item that they're buying, right? You're yeah, right. for this month or whatever. And so this month in particular, we we brought in uh, 33.2592 for income. And um, and the expenses are all kind of uh, that's the net, I guess I should say. Yeah, well, so. because we're in this kind of partnership model where we're bringing the capital, they've got the deals, they got the systems. They're literally taking out their expenses before they pass it on. But I will say that was a $495 a month increase over November. Yeah. That was pretty good. I mean, that's a little more than 10%. Yeah, I'll take it. That's good. What uh, What else did you learn from that, from the land flipping side? Um, Anything else? No, I mean, I, I think you just, yeah, maybe... 
like you said, maybe just knowing the ebbs and flows. I think once we have a full 12 months and we can kind of know what to expect, like I want to see, like the next thing I see us doing is starting to chart this, yeah. especially as we cross over 12 months and to then to be able to know what to expect and, and to maybe make some tweaks in the business as needed there. The, the short-term rental master or the short-term rental business that we created called Wake Up in Birmingham and, I want to definitely encourage you, if you're ever coming to Birmingham, make sure you go to wakeupinbirmingham.com. I'd love to host you at one of our uh, residences. But that that's one of those businesses that <laughs> definitely some learning. Last month, we had 11 units in there. Uh, we brought in a lot of revenue, but we also sent out a lot of money. And yeah. I, I think it there is not as much traveling as you would think in the months of December because the week after Thanksgiving is like dead. Yeah. Yeah. That hit us pretty hard. And, and I think kind of looking at that, knowing next year what we need to do, like we seriously need to be like sending out previous guests, like discount codes, like 25% right. discount off this week. You know, we need to like be hitting people who might be um, like renovating houses, like hitting our, you know, adjusters and other like like local repair people, because I, I definitely now knowing that this is one of those things. I think back, Joey, when I was at Enterprise Rent a Car, uh, when I first got out of college, first job I had, it was all about occupancy, which is why looking at a seventy nine percent occupancy in the month of December like hurts my feelings here. <laughs> but I just remember like one of the things because we operated really Monday through Friday. That mm -hmm. was our mainline business, kind of. Uh, very similar to what we're trying to create. We're not trying to create a holiday weekend traveler. And so you have to find plug into the businesses around you that are happening. I just remember us giving away cars. I say giving away that like we rented cars for $9.99 a day on the weekend, as little as. I mean, they could go up 9, 19, 29, 39 kind of thing. But it was more about just having a warm body in there than it just sitting empty just sitting on the lot because when it's sitting empty, it's just burning cash. Well, that's kind of what we had. I think the, that first week of December, we had a lot of those 11 units, nobody crickets in them. Yeah. I, and this is the thing I was going to mention earlier, but I'll bring it up now. Wake up in Birmingham is a business. And just like any business marketing is not a one trick wonder, right? Like you, you can't have, Airbnb as your only inflow of, of new people to come in. Because if that, if that is shut off or that part is done for this month, whatever, like you gotta, you gotta distribute that across several different places. And we just haven't, we haven't had enough time. Well, that to me, to that is that. like a super to do item. Like we have, we're, we're on VRBO and Airbnb and we have some direct referral to our website. But I would say that I see that as the biggest opportunity. No doubt. And to be honest, I talked to a lot of different short-term rental operators out there over the last month. And what I found is that too many people are 100% reliant on Airbnb. Yeah. And while it. it is a great source for marketing for you, and you should definitely plug into it, I, like I would love for us to be having this conversation a year from now and know that only 5% of our business came off Airbnb. Like that would be win to me because that means our reliance on it. Like if it yeah. goes away, that's technology that we don't own, that we, we don't control. We're just plugging into it 
We need to be way more diversified. That's a single point of failure that we've got to fix. Now, again, I, I'm complaining. I'm looking over last month, and while we were off, we were only off $754. So it yeah. wasn't like a, a, an enormous amount of money. We're at the break-even point on that. And if the worst month that we have is a break-even, yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, just to give you, just again, we want to give you more behind the scenes here. Our income for the month was 28000 a little over 28000 Our expenses, including our operator, were like, just under that, maybe like 150 bucks, 190 bucks, something like that, that we ended up. It was um, like our, our income was 28,000. Our expenses were like 27,900. <laughs> it was it, not much difference. It, it wasn't a lot of revenue there, but Hey, look, if that's our worst month, first year, and we talked to a lot of people and they say, December is always the worst December, January. Those are two of the, two of the worst months. If we can break even in those months, I'm I'm good. We, yeah, we've got capital. Are you looking for ways to implement ideas, get exposure to new ones, and be surrounded by people on the same journey as you? Joey, where can they go to do that? Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash community. You can join for free today. On the flip side, a business that we we created three years ago where we bought these computers that are uh, mining blockchain and paying us out in Ethereum was uh, was up, Joey. Yeah. Um, again, I'm. this is just one of those things that I, I dislike, but I really like the fact that I have to do nothing, and it is it is turning a profit Explain in these to months. the person who's listening to this for the first time that has no idea when we say the word Ethereum miner, <laughs> like, wh what is it? Like, what's happening as much? I mean, it's simple. Like, you don't have to, obviously, neither one of us understand completely, but what is, yeah. like, from our perspective, what's happening and how do we get paid? The baseline is these computers are running, um, essentially, transactions or they're running the function um, uh, for Ethereum. And we're getting credited Ethereum for the use of those computers. They're, it's like they're renting it from us. Basically. And I don't know if the, is that a proper way to say it? I don't know if you're saying they're running a process for Ethereum because Ethereum is a type of blockchain. So it may be that I, I would just say <laughs> in a more simplified manner, like the way I'd explain it to my mom is that this is running a transaction just the way a credit card processor does. It, it's a lot more complicated than that. And the credit card processor gets paid a, a, a fee for, yeah. for doing that. When you buy something, we're getting paid a fee for doing that transaction with the computers that we own. So we own computers. They're being warehoused somewhere. They're being paid for to, uh, to power them up, to maintain them and all of that stuff. And in the month of December, our computers, our little bitty machines brought in $4,355 and it costs $1,588 to power them and to maintain them. So that was a good little business that you and I just literally look at a, a an app that we own and it tells us, oh, you guys made $2,767 this month. Yeah, and that was up almost $1,000 from November of 2020. And that's because <laughs> Ethereum, the price of the, the little thing that we're getting paid in, has been skyrocketing. Yeah, and, and just to give you a little bit of a heads up, it ended the month of December at like $761, I believe, per coin. And now, I mean, we're into January of 2021, and you'll wait on our update for, for this month. It literally is up over 1,200. And it has been up as much as what, 1,400? Yep. 
So, so it, this this is crazy. It's a roller coaster. Now, what are, why don't you tell folks what we're doing now that we've kind of recouped our initial costs for these computers and everything else? What are we? What's our strategy now? We're just literally selling the coins at the end of every month. Like this is one of those things where it is like a little rental house, and we we know what our expenses are because we have to pay those every month. We we see how much we've how much how many coins we've produced, and that that equals a dollar figure, and we're just selling those, paying off our expenses, and putting the difference in our pocket. And you know, we may look back on this stallion, you know, <laughs> twenty years from now, and a theory could be worth three hundred thousand, and we're going to think about the hundreds, if not thousands, of coins that we we sold, sold. <laughs> at you know five hundred, seven hundred, fifteen hundred dollars a piece, but the simplest part of this for me is brain space. Like I I think like when we were trying to sell these over Thanksgiving, which clearly looking back at that, that was a hundred percent mistake, (laughs) literally a 100% mistake. (laughs) We could have sold them for twice as much now, but it, it required way too much energy for me to try to determine like, is this the best time? When's the best time? And if I just say, on the first or second of every month, I'm I'm selling it. I don't care what it's at. I'm just selling it and and be happy with the game. That's what I hey free, be free be play. honest with you. I don't know if this is 100 percent how it feels, but I it's at least given me some inclination as to what it would be like if I was in retirement, trying to look at my portfolio mm. and make decisions based on, well, how do I optimize this money that has to last, right? I mean, I've had conversations with people, they've been in that position, and I'm just trying to like put myself in that position. And to be honest, there's not one thing about it that I like. Even when they go up, like you and I have talked about, when these Ethereum keep going up, it's, it's kind of cool, it's kind of exciting, but at the same time, you're constantly processing what do I do? What what should I do? Is this the best? Is this not? It's creating anxiety. What is the purpose of building wealth and building cash flow is to create peace of mind. Yeah. So if the things that you own are not creating peace of mind, if they're creating anxiety, then they're a little bit self-defeating there. And I I think that that's the point that why I, I get asked the question, well, Russ, do you think that maybe I should take some of this money that I sold my business with and maybe go over and tinker over here into this speculative asset class. And I go, well, you can, <laughs> but, but let me tell you a story. And I tell them about the story of me selling Ethereum at Thanksgiving and, and how anxious I was about doing that. Not because it really made a difference. That's the thing. It didn't make a difference in my life. Like yeah. it, I, it didn't, but can you it, imagine if it did though? And sometimes it does for people. It was up 300% over the last 12 months. So was it a good time to sell it? Yes. But now it's up 100% over that. And so I am. You feel like a punk. I'm literally upset that I sold an asset up 300% but didn't get the next 100% out of it. Yeah. That's just, we can't do that. And to me, that's where what we're trying to go after and why I think no matter what, our system's right because we cash flow every single month. We keep moving the needle toward financial freedom. And we don't have to have $5 billion in the bank account. Really, people don't know if $5 billion, 500 whatever their number is, is enough 
cash flow exactly. is what tells us that answer. So, Joey, as we look over some of our long-term rental assets, we don't have a whole lot of nothing uh, really story, story to tell there. I'm, I'm hopeful that the syndication, the apartment complex we're in, is going to start paying out here soon. That that would be nice. Um, looking at like maybe moving into e-commerce. So we had a we had a kind of a strong conversation last last <laughs> month about your uh, hundred unicorns business. Oh, and man. and you said, hey, look, you you were talking about anxiety just yeah, a minute ago. You said if this thing isn't right by March, yep, end of March. If I can't start to break even or make a profit by the end of March, I got to just let this go. So I'm looking at December's numbers. I see that you lost fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, which is even more than I lost in November. So you're paying for unicorns to fly off the shelf. That's right. Yeah, my cost of goods are, I'm, I'm making a profit there. But then when you t take in consideration that I can't be involved in this on a day-to-day -day basis, I have to have help on several fronts. And on the marketing side is the hardest part. But what I've done is I've gone all in with my Facebook marketer. And I've said, look, we're going to test 20 products. And I got this from my business coach's recommendation to somebody who has um, sold like multi-millions of dollars e-commerce. Um, and, and I said, I'm just going to take his advice and I'm just going to go with it. He said, take 20 products, put $100 a day behind your products and just keep testing them, keep testing them, keep testing them and find one that will break even or make a little bit. And then you can scale that one product. So above are we seeing any traction in that yet? It just started. It just started this, this week, and um, and so I'm, it's too early. Okay. But stay tuned for January because I am hoping to have more to share on that. You better have more than hope because otherwise <laughs> I'm going to give you a foot. All right, let's look at the info space. So we yeah. we did you know create a couple of mastermind opportunities for people to get involved in. I, I think those have been really exciting, to be honest with you. It just told us that the need and the – the urgency to create something is there. Yeah. And we, we started a short-term rental mastermind and, and created an opportunity for people to jump in. We actually underestimated the demand. Can yeah. you believe that? We underestimated the demand? That, uh, yeah, that never happens. Usually we're too optimistic. Well, the, the beauty of economics is that when you, you actually – don't have a limited supply <laughs> you can increase either price or you can increase supply to meet demand and so what we did is we, we had a, a short-term rental mastermind group that's a group of people we have 13 people that are meeting weekly to find out how to build their own short-term rental business and and be able to do exactly what we were talking about only not only start on airbnb but hopefully start to move off of those channels onto their own private channels or at least diversify across channels so they'll have more, um, you know, riskless um, <laughs> single point of failure type opportunity. Yeah. And we also then created another opportunity for people to start one in March. And so th those were really cool to see. And that's something that you and I, from a passive in uh passive standpoint are not actively participating in we're yeah. leveraging um our operator clint who's been building out our personal business has tons of experience and instead of letting that experience just fall dead on the vine it's like okay let's share it share it for a price yeah uh, but share it and so we've seen the income um you know be be putting into the columns for it 
Yeah, so just just so you, we're just going to let you know all the numbers here. The Mastermind has produced forty five sixty in the month of December, four thousand five hundred sixty dollars, and then the the waiting list, uh, which is obviously not going to happen until March, is two thousand eight hundred. Which, by the way, we still have some more room for that. Like I think, I think we, we have, have like three, four spots, at least three spots that I know of. It may be as much as five, but. Um, yeah, it's amazing to me how quickly people have jumped into that. So, so what is so if you wanted to be able to join that, you could go to withwhitewallstreet.com forward slash str. Str, and that's going to get you, um, again, three months of uh, weekly meetings with our operator and with a group of people who are on the same journey to create passive income through short-term rentals and to start your own business on that. Um, so... I think Stallion is STR Mastermind. Oh, my bad. Okay. Wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash STR Mastermind. And you can sign up there and to, to uh, take part in the, in the March class. I'd love yeah. to have you in there. Yeah. And my daughter and I, you know, you've, you've seen Alexander and I going through that. Yeah. That's been a good experience. We're about to uh, get a unit actually for her started at the very end of January. That is so cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her like be able to interact in the whole design process for her to see the income, for her to be able to take her first policy loan for that. She's taking a policy loan to buy her car. We'll see her take a policy loan to put it in by the furnishings, be engaged in that whole process yeah. and, and to be able to then go online and, and actually see her unit. Cause I, I can't wait for her to go my unit isn't rented for this week or whatever. What can I do? And like to be able to like try to engage in how does she impact those numbers? I think that's really cool. So if you added up everything, well, we got to round out all the info space. We have the community, we have freedom, uh, our our freedom seekers masterclass, which is something we've talked about in the past, which is going to be a course pretty soon for you to be able to access. If you added up everything that we have there, there's over 47,000 in income. From and, all from all the businesses you're talking about, yeah, for yeah. all the businesses, okay. uh, we had a, almost thirty five thousand in expenses. So net, we brought in uh, from a you know quote unquote passive income standpoint a little over twelve thousand six hundred. Now that was down about eight grand from the previous month, uh, but I, I think that's overall there was one column in there where we actually got a big sponsor into something we were doing of ten thousand. So technically, we're up overall. Uh, just without that one sponsorship. So if you're if you're looking to be a sponsor in the Wealth Without Wall Street community and, and you feel like that you would be a good one, maybe we need to have a conversation. So send us an email at info at wealthwhileallwallstreet.com and let's let, get our team uh, to be talking to you and see if what your business does would be a good fit uh, to partner with our brand uh, to share with our community. All right. So Russ, any parting thoughts as we wrap up uh, 2020 and December 2020? passive income report man i just i've said this on another podcast before one of my goals for 2020 for my vision board was to be reporting on passive income yeah and i just love the fact that we finished out the year doing that and i just look forward to 2021 and, and being able to not only share more ideas hopefully go deeper in these and have more personal successes but even more so like i look forward to like hearing from you as a listener talk about the passive income businesses that you spun up and, and just sharing your wins with us. And, and I please go in the community and just, you know, type in like passive income report and, and put your story in there. Because I, I think that I, the whole goal behind this, Joey is not just you and I to create cash flow. It's to hopefully encourage, inspire, 
uh, root on others to do the same thing. At the end of the day, if you can hear two knuckleheads like Russ and I create over $12,000 this month in passive income, you can absolutely do this. So I'm, I'm praying that this will be an encouragement to you and empowerment to you. And even that's something that we've heard uh, from multiple people, a way that you will be able to help your family to grow in this. Like your children can learn as you learn. You don't have to be the expert, but man, fail forward along with us and uh, take control of your finances. If that's, if that's something that I could just beat the drum is you're smart enough and you can do this. And uh, we want to join you on that journey. So thanks all, as always for listening to our Passive Income Report and our podcast. And we'll catch you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.